Listener Production. A nervous start to the final week of the month for investors. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. It's Monday, the 25th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. But once again, it is just I, but welcome to a brand new week. Hope you all had a uh, lovely weekend. It is the final week of the month of September. And at the moment, it has been a very, very nervy start to the week. In fact, we had the Aussie share market this morning down by as much as 0.6%. And we staged quite a recovery all afternoon, very similar to what actually happened on Friday when our market hit its worst levels early and then managed to bounce back, perhaps with bargain hunters jumping in to take advantage of that. And as we head into the close, the ASX 200 at the moment is down by about four points or less than a tenth of 1%. Now, having said this, we're going to need a minor miracle for the Aussie market to finish higher in September because we've got four full days of trade remaining. And at the moment, the market is down 3.3% this month. We hit a near six-month low on Friday. And and unless we get some pretty significant improvements through to Friday, this is going to be the ninth year in 11 that a market has fallen in September, which is quite an incredible stat. But uh, a few things at play. We talked about this late last week, but one of the things happening at least last week were the fact that the US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, made quite clear that it's um, you know going to see higher rates for a longer period of time. That concerned markets a little. And also the fact that our largest trading partner, China, isn't doing so well with most of the data that's come through recently has not been helpful. A third aspect here is the fact that after profit reporting season in August, many companies trade ex-dividend. That is the cutoff for who's going to get paid a dividend and who will not. And that can see share prices fall quite significantly. And that's what we saw in late August, kind of in the first half of September. You know, markets of some stocks that are paying our bigger dividends took a big hit. Stocks like BHP, Fortescue, Woodside included there. Now, having said that, this week, there is a lot to watch. I'll unpack some of these things, including inflation, dividend payments, a few bits of data, some speeches, some profit results, and also daylight saving, which is just around the corner. Something that's exciting, at least for some. Now, if we look at how the different sectors are doing heading into the close, this is the interesting thing about the market today. There are actually more winners than losers on the Aussie share market but the ASX 200 is still down. And the key reason is that our two largest sectors are both down. The financials, which includes the insurers and all of the banks and fund managers, and also the materials, which is made up mainly of our big mining stocks. So we are seeing companies like the iron ore miners, Fortescue and Rio, they've been falling by more than 1% for most of the day. The more diversified and larger BHP is also down about half a percent. So there has been a bit of a, a fall in iron ore prices in China today. And also lithium producers like Pilbara and Orkham aren't doing so well either. So we're seeing some falls there. We heard from Orkham today, which is a, uh, a lithium miner that does a lot of its work over in Argentina. It warned of surging cost, which it said is partly due to higher material prices, but also it's been more expensive to get the necessary labor that it needs. And also others like Mineral Resources and IGO have been falling as well. Most of the banks are down, uh, particularly Macquarie, which is falling about three times as much as the big four retail banks, CBA, ANZ, Westpac, and NAB. And Qantas has been making headlines again. Now, it's down about 20% since late July. It had you know, the recent departure of longtime chief Alan Joyce. 
some reputational damage as well in recent times, but today it's down about 2%. Now, it warned in an update that it's going to need to fork out about $200 million more than previously anticipated in fuel, fuel costs, between July and December this year. So it's going to spend something like 2.8 billion Aussie dollars on fuel over that six-month period. Now, six weeks ago when it handed down its profit results, it said it was going to spend something like 8% less than what it currently flagged. So that was seen as a bit of a surprise. Higher oil prices, obviously not helpful here. They're sitting at the highest levels in about 10 months. Oil is up 9% in a month, 16% higher over the two months, and about 30% higher since May. And jet fuel prices have been lifting even at a faster rate than that. The second thing which is not helpful for Qantas is the Aussie dollar. The Aussie dollar has been pretty weak, so that can push up cost even further because oil is priced in US dollars. Now, the reason why oil and fuel prices are key for a company like Qantas is because most of the airlines globally spend more on fuel than anything else, even more than they do on their employees. We've had a handful of other stocks trading ex-dividend today as well, which is never helpful. So Atlas Arteria, the toll road operator, which has many roads in the US and Europe, it's down about 3.5%. We've also heard today from Star Entertainment, the troubled casino operator, in a trading halt today, which means you can't buy or sell shares in the company today for the time being anyway. And it's expected to make an announcement relating to a capital raising. So in the financial review, there was an article saying that it wants to raise about $750 million from investors to help operate the business. Now, Star is, as I said, in a trading halt today, which means there's no change in its share price, but it has halved this year since January on the share market, and it fell by more than 50% last year as well. That's enough of that. Looking forward to tonight and the rest of the week. There are a few things out tonight probably none that are really going to move markets in a significant way, but there is some an update on manufacturing. There is also a speech by an official of the US Central Bank who plays a part in deciding what happens to interest rates. And then tomorrow, you've got the weekly update on consumer confidence, which is released each Tuesday morning. And that gives us an idea of how people are feeling about their finances. Always watch carefully. We also have Nick Scarly trading ex-dividend and quite a few companies paying out dividends, including Altium, and also contact energy. We also have Suncorp Energy holding an annual general meeting. So we're now going to get into that time of the year where companies are meeting with their investors at their AGMs. You can usually find this on the investor relations part of uh, these different companies. You can usually, you know, this day and age with all this great technology, you can just look at a, a webcast of this. You don't have to even attend anymore. They might have some sandwiches, I guess, if you head in person, if you're into cucumber sandwiches depending on the company. But looking forward to the rest of the week, it's going to be pretty busy. In Australia, the main thing to watch is going to be inflation. Now, on Wednesday, this is a monthly update for August, where we find out what has happened to prices. And it's going to be pretty important uh, because it generally can play a part in what happens to interest rates. Now, the expectation is that inflation has probably jumped up from 4.9% up to 5.2%. That's for the year to August because of petrol prices, which I discussed a bit earlier, but petrol prices have been rising. That's pushing inflation a little higher. Probably not going to make a huge impact on what happens to interest rates next Tuesday when the RBA meets again. So markets think we're probably going to see interest rates steady for a fourth straight month. Also, huge week for dividend payments, one of the biggest of the whole year, more than $21 billion 
will be paid in dividends to shareholders from Monday through to Friday, which is crazy. But most of that will come from five companies. BHP, which will pay the most, followed by CBA, Fortescue, Woodside, and Telstra. BHP is paying $6.3 billion in dividends, and CBA, about $4 billion, and then Fortescue, roughly $3. There'll be others, though, like Endeavor Drinks, Coles, Woolies, Pilbara, IAG, and Santos. We'll also have some economic data out. Probably one of the big ones to watch will be an update on how much we're all spending at the shops. That will be out on Thursday. And there'll be a couple of speeches as well by some of the most powerful people in finance globally. This will be late this week. Jerome Powell, the Fed boss, which Laura, my colleague, often refers to as JP. There must be good mates. And Christine Lagarde as well, who's the boss of the European Central Bank. So she decides what to do with rates over in Europe. We also have a few profit results out this week. Now, in August, that's generally when we get profit reports from most Aussie companies, but you can get results at other times of the year. So Core Lithium, Premier Investments, which is behind Peter Alexander, the PJ Maker, and Smiggle, and also Brickworks, one of the country's largest sellers of bricks, cement, and roofing. They'll all be out with their numbers. Daylight Saving is going to kick in right at the end of the week on the 1st of October. So not really important for markets as far as the performance, but it is important depending where you live because it can change trading times for you. So Many states and territories enjoy daylight saving. There are some that don't. Queensland, WA, the Northern Territory. So that can actually change trading times on the Aussie market for you. That's next week. And also for those that trade international markets, those overseas markets, daylight saving can also change what time the market will open and close. So there's just something to consider. And also, I just want to jump in there before we wrap things up. The Aussie market is now closed and finished higher. The ASX 200 up 7.7 points, a tenth of a percent higher to 7,076. Again, doesn't change much as far as how the market has done this month. But again, a second straight session that the markets bounce back from some pretty heavy declines. But on that note, everyone, have a fantastic evening and a great week. We'll do this again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener. Oh, by my